it, it's snowing pretty good uh, where I'm at, and I'm I'm downriver. No, yeah, my my wife, I I got back with her car, and within an hour and a half, it was covered in snow, and it took a while to clear it all off, and her car got stuck. So it's pretty great. When I got out of Subway, uh, after having cleared my car to go, I had to clear it back off to get back in it and go home. So, that, yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's snowing. devotion to Subway. Uh, not my devotion so much as, as Kayla's, but that's cool. I Kayla feel like your significant other for my, the my three fiance. His fiance. My fiance now. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it's about freaking time. Um, I didn't know she was actually real until I met her the other day. <laughs> prior <laughs> to the fair. prior to the Winter Classic, which uh, will be our first topic of discussion here. By the way, Doug, Ryan, and Mark with you. Um, uh, let me apologize right off the bat for any wonky audio. Uh, this is a trial balloon for us here. We're all doing this from the comfort of our separate home offices. Uh, Mark is the only one with the palatial studio. Um, so... We apologize in advance for dogs barking, children laughing, yelling, crying, screaming, uh, anything else. That would be all on my end. I don't know if you guys have any possible... Well, there, uh, there's usually just dogs fighting where I'm at. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if Ryan's cat uh, breaks in and starts licking the microphone or something. Um, Calvin the cat, correct? Calvin, Calvin's got some great opinions on... on uh, Bobby Ryan and Team USA later. Uh-oh. Who's lazier, so. Bobby Ryan or the cat? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, all three of us attended the Winter Classic at uh, Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor. It was uh, an incredibly uh, incredibly cool experience and also an incredibly Pun cold. Pun Yeah, exactly. Incredibly cold experience. Um, it was... My first outdoor game of any kind, I don't know about you guys, um, obviously we've talked about this uh, a lot beforehand, we planned the show out really well, um, but I uh, just kind of want to get your guys' opinions first on uh, what you thought of the of the entire day, including uh, our exclusive access to a pre-party. <laughs> I, I thought the event was really cool and definitely worth going. Uh, if you told me that the same event was happening again, though, uh, in the same elements i would probably say no like i don't regret going at all i had a great time uh the event was put on like just just really really well uh and it was really cool to see the toronto fans and the red wing fans you know ribbing each other mostly good natured um i i think we saw what like one little altercation on the way out yeah there was a couple fights but nothing too nothing that would be unexpected with a ton of beer and people being annoyed that it's so cold. You imagine not just beer, but frozen beer. Do you imagine getting smacked in the face in that cold weather? That's pretty much why I was on my best behavior. I was like, eh, you're trying to get hit in this cold. (laughs) My my friend that was there said that he saw a lady who had been taken away with hypothermia. Said she was just like shaking all over and they brought the ambulance in for her and everything. When I uh, when I was out on the concourse, I missed the second half of the second period um, because my toes were literally uh, cramping up. They were so cold. So I went down and actually hid in the bathrooms below Michigan Stadium, where there's, which seemed to be the only place that had heat. And during the course of my standing in line and going down the stairs, there were probably f- there were. <laughs> 
No, not that. <laughs> there were probably five people that were carted away, either intoxicated or under those those foil blankets. Oh yeah. Uh, for hypothermia, it was it was incredibly cold, um, but also a a cool, a, a very fun experience, um, except for the. Uh, the obviously the obvious cramping and then the um, trying to get out of Ann Arbor after the game. Can I yeah, give you? We, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Ryan. No, you do it. All right, we spent two hours in the parking structure uh, before we could even get to the street. And actually, once we got to the street, uh, it really wasn't that long before we were on our way. Uh, Doug Doug obviously had a longer drive than the rest of us, but. You know, once we left the garage, it's what, like 40 minutes? So people people pissed and moaned about that a little bit, but when, you, when you're when you having an event downtown Ann Arbor like that and, you know, you can't park on the golf course or really in the streets or anywhere, it, it was kind of to be expected. But as long as your car was warm, I'm sure most people weren't that upset. Yeah, and... Um... You know, for for an event that I left at 8:30 in the morning to uh, scoop up you various folks, uh, I did not get back home until after 9 p.m. Um, it That's was a work a, day, right there. Yeah, it was a very long day, but uh, it was worth it. It was fun, and and kind of like what Ryan said, I, I don't think I would do it again if I knew what the weather was going to be like. Um, I had a chance to go to the one in Chicago. Unfortunately, due to some circumstances, I couldn't make it. Ended up selling my ticket. Um, this one I'm glad I went to. Um, I also thought that this game was it, this this production of the Winter Classic seemed to be the simplest that the NHL had done, and maybe that's just because I haven't seen the the TV coverage yet. Um, I did not DVR the game, and I, I don't think it's been replayed yet. Um, but it seemed very no nonsense and more about the game than previous Winter Classics, and and maybe that's just the feeling you get from being there. Yeah, so I, I have a theory about the game. Uh oh. So everybody that your, your Leafs won. They they did win. Actually, and Ryan can attest to this. Ryan's sitting next to me, and I turned to Ryan at some point, and I said, when when the Leafs went up two one, I think there was fifteen minutes left in the third. I said to him, I said, there's too much time. <laughs> I know this is something bad's gonna happen. But at the same time, I also said, this team's let me down so many times. If they could just give me this one thing, like a regular season win was all I was asking for, and I was glad they pulled it out. But here's my theory on the Winter Classic. Everybody I've talked to has said that they wouldn't do it again if they knew, you know, all everything that was happening. And but that it was a great experience and that they loved it and oh, that it was one of the best sporting events they've ever been to, if not the the best sporting event they've ever been to. And I I would probably echo those feelings. But I have this theory in the back of my head that says, I wonder if it really wasn't that great, but because it was so miserable, would we all look stupid if we if we said that like nah, I was mediocre and I froze my butt off and I'm I think I have pneumonia because of it, but it was no it was really sweet it was totally worth it except for I wouldn't do it again but it was totally worth it. I think um, maybe, but I, I I think we'd all be more like that if if the game had been less entertaining if it had been a blowout either way. Um, yeah, then we probably would have been like, eh, you know, I'll never do that again. It wasn't very fun, you know, stuff like that. But I think what made people say, oh, it was great because it was close 
and you know fans were into it. I think a lot of fans obviously were into it just for the hockey aspect, but they also stayed into it to stay warm. Yeah, I, I said that to Mark, actually. Like, you actually have to be over the top into this, or you will think about the whole time how cold you are. And I I was actually really surprised, too, at how good of the vantage point was from where we were at. I remember hearing after the uh, big chill that people weren't, you know, able to see, but uh, we were high enough up, but not, like, too high. We were, like, in that mid midsection there. Yeah, we were we were all in the in the fifties and in I think we were both in or all four of us in the fifty. Yeah, we were sixty. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, I was. We were five rows apart basically. Right. But yeah, like, and the the seats were great. Yeah, you could see everything but the corner. So it was yeah, it was it was a really cool spot to sit. The the I thing w- the thing that caught me off guard and was a little weird and and, and sort of disconcerting at the fir- at until they turned on the the in house mics was that you couldn't hear anything from the ice. You couldn't hear the stick. You couldn't hear the passes. You couldn't hear the whistles. All you could hear was occasionally the puck hit the glass. Well, and you could hear, too, where the mic was because you'd get the hockey sounds, but when they got close to it, all of a sudden everything was, like, right in your face. So for the first 10 minutes of the game or so, they weren't pumping that mic into the building. Right. And and it was silent. I was was shocked that there was no... no, uh, no f bombs dropped on the mic. I had almost yeah, that, it almost seemed like the mic was a little bit late, if you ask me. Like uh, you'd, you'd see a guy skate past it, and then all of a sudden you hear, but oh wait, the guy's <laughs> gone already. <He'd... laughs> yeah, it very well could there could have been an in-house delay. If unless if they were taking the TV feed, then there definitely was a a delay. You know, because they they you know bleep that stuff out and I don't bleep it but they cut it out so right, it doesn't make right. the make the audio at home. Um, Unless you're watching the alumni game and then yeah, all exactly. of, uh, Mickey Redmond <laughs> make it on there no problem. <laughs> well it, Mickey Redmond also makes TV walking around in his jock but uh, hey I, I guess I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one that saw that. Um, I was, I was just going to say uh, I forgot I lost my train of thought I'm sorry I'm distracted by the football game here. <laughs> oh I, we watch football now huh? Hey man, it's playoffs. <laughs> Can I say this? I'm so glad that the like the quality of hockey at the beginning was unbearable, but like after they got used to it, and I guess you kind of expect this, but for the first like easily ten minutes, it was just you know it was one shot, no rebound, cover the puck, um, and then M- NBC and CBC would obviously throw it to their their media timeouts like a- a- every chance they could. Well, they which, didn't have which a choice sure because. They needed to clear the ice every five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what dragged the the game down so much. Yeah, the pace of the game uh, was a little obnoxious, but it it got better as the game went on. Yeah, I don't don't know how much of that they showed on on TV of the, what was it, like 12-person ice crew with their shovels that came out every seven minutes or so. I want to know how you get on that team. Yeah, Uh, me too. I would like to be a shoveler. That would be fun. (laughs) I'm sure you have to be the uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncle, uh, nephew of someone who uh, is high up at the NHL. Doug, I actually know a shovel scout. And uh, oh, okay, sweet. So next next time it comes, I'll let I'll let you know. <laughs> the only oh, the dude, only bad part of the in-game experience, and I know it's, it's going to be a shocker coming from me, was unfortunately the Red Wings brought along their crappy DJ. 
Well, yeah, they treated it as as if as it a were game. a regular home game at the Joe, which I actually I had the same complaint. I just it that's probably the one thing I would change if I were them is you know maybe pump it up as a little bit bigger of an event. Well, even, I mean it's and it, and it is a home game, but hey, let's be honest, there's more Leafs fans than there were Wings fans. Yeah, yeah. it was close, but I, I mean, I'll give you that. I, I think it was at least fifty fifty. Oh, you know yeah. what's funny? One thing I did catch was NBC was saying that it was like an exact 50-50 split, and I believe no. CBC, CBC, I think, painted it as like 60-40, which I think is a little bit high the other way, but whatever. It's probably 55-45. Yeah, yeah. it's probably closer to that, but it, there were there were a lot of Maple Leaf fans there, and rightfully so. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, okay, so lots of Maple Leafs fans. This is a this is not a local home game. Like this is a this isn't a run of the mill game. And so the the music and everything should reflect the fact that essentially it's a neutral field. It's it's not a home game and it should just be I don't know. There there should be something with it where it's more of a uh, has a national feel to it as opposed to this like oh like a, yeah like a bowl game. Our, Yeah, like a bowl game. Yeah, I, w- I I think that that would almost make it more marketable because then it's not oh okay we're you know we're here here's the little local Detroit guy trying to use yeah, his old CDs for <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually shocked that the NHL didn't install their own PA announcer as well um, I know it was Eric got to do Eric Freine who does the PA at Joe Lewis got to do the Winter Classic and uh, well, there's my dog barking I don't know if you guys can hear it no he didn't um, but <laughs> Well, she is. Shut uh, up! <laughs> Bud Lynch, they brought uh, the canned Bud Lynch in, which I thought was um, incredibly creepy. Hokey. And, yeah, it just, the the production side of it seemed, made it made the event seem small time. The only and, thing you can do that with, in my mind, is the, the Derek Jeter deal. You could, like, that guy's recording of him coming up to bat. That's fine. That's about right. it. Which, which, it's funny you say that because the whole time I watched the alumni game at Comerica, and when they did this, the introductions, I'm shocked that they didn't use um, Bud Lynch's recording of the night. I think it was the 1988 um, Campbell Conference Final when Iserman came back from the injury during the playoffs, and Bud Lynch did a great intro of Iserman, and I'm shocked they didn't use something like that for him. But like, then again, Steve probably didn't insist on it like Jeter did. But that was just kind of popped into my head that they didn't use any of Bud Lynch's old audio for the alumni game. Yeah, that actually that would have been cool. Yeah, that um, would have made sense. Yeah, I I mean the music obviously that's something in the background, but I I think if that's your biggest complaint, you you probably did pretty well. Cause, I mean, yeah. honest, honestly, it it had to have been, you know, some Illich stuff like, hey, this is our if we're going to put it in Ann Arbor and we're going to do this game, we're going to use our people and yada, yada, yada. I'm sure that that was a part of some yeah. sort of negotiation. Well, I'm just I'm just thankful they didn't get do the uh, you know free slice giveaway. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping that they were going to do the do the little Dunkin' Donuts, the little race running in the coffee cup. They have cuppy coffee skate around at the intermission. That's Which, speaking of the intermissions, very cool. The mini Zams that they were using. 
Yeah, those were cool. They were uh, skidoos or Arctic cats or whatever they were. They're maybe a half half size of a regular zamboni. Of course, they had to do oh. the ice about twelve times in each intermission. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. Does anyone know who that band was that opened? I guess uh, they were from Ann Arbor, but Mayor Hawthorne. I, Mayor Hawthorne, yep. Mark no and I idea. were like, "This is this is the guy the NHL found." That is the thing that the NHL does worse <laughs> than any other league. The NHL is like, "Oh yeah, let's get some random band that nobody knows about and put them in here." Like, how many favors does the NHL owe to bands? <laughs> so, speaking of speaking of the the beginning of the game and the anthems and everything, was anyone else expecting a flyover? They've done, were, they've done were, them at the other games, and a, pe- people in my section were going, "Here it comes! Here it comes!" And everyone was looking up, and then they nothing. did the fireworks or whatever. But that was—I right. I missed it. All I saw was the sulfur floating in the air. This sounds like a joke, but I think since that sequester deal, you might not be able to do them as easily anymore. Uh, I didn't know if it was that or if it was uh, visibility because of the snow. Well, you'd at least hear them, right? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they may it may not have been safe for them to fly. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was a cool um, thing too about that day, by the way, is because it was so gray. It's like you couldn't see anything in the background of the big house. Like there were no buildings or trees or anything. So it was like it was like you were, you know, on an island almost. Yeah, you only existed at the big house, and then uh, there was a, nothing else around. What a beautiful island, hockey island. My yes. dad kept asking. I guess on NBC they kept saying, "Oh, the." The fans are having trouble seeing the ice because of the snow, and my so my dad's like, "Mark, can you even see the ice from where you're sitting?" I'm just, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, who's feeding you that crap? It's that it's that big uh, white sheet out there with all the hockey players on it. Yeah, pretty good. Now the the only other complaint I heard from other uh, Red Wing fans, which I thought this was kind of silly, was the goal horn was not the Red Wings goal horn. <laughs> okay. It, it was the it was the NBC NHL slash you know canned generic goal horn that apparently sounds more like the Maple Leafs horn than the Red Wings horn. <laughs> All right. So and whatever. Well, uh, running out of time here, you guys. 